You're listening to The Heart of It Podcast. My name is Sam Smeltzer, and I'm an HR intuitive and healer. In this podcast, we'll chat about what the industry of human resources can make possible for people and our organizations. In each episode, we'll have raw conversation around inner development and organizational culture change to create a working world where both people and organizations thrive. Thank you for listening. Now let's get this episode started. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Heart of It podcast. And I'm so excited to share with you this first episode of things that I think are just worthy of sharing. Um, And we're kicking off this whole kind of special segment with two gentlemen that I've had the pleasure of meeting. And I have to be honest, um, and I'm sure they might talk about this a little bit more. I tried to resist meeting them (laughs) because I thought maybe they were not worthy of sharing and they totally proved me wrong. Um, So much so that this is one of two episodes that you'll get to know these guys a little bit more. Um, But they're going to talk to us about PTO, uh, which I think is something that employers and HR talk about uh, a part of their everyday benefits. And I think we just don't talk about it enough. And I think that's one of the things that was a huge takeaway for me when I met uh, these two gentlemen is that we need to be talking about it more and we're underestimating exactly what this topic really is. And we're just treating it like this minuscule policy that really has the power to do some amazing things for our employees and our organizations. So before we get into our topic, let's meet these guys. Um, So I'm going to pass it over. We'll start with Yuli. Do you want to just take a few minutes, introduce yourself and why you are my PTO, one of my two PTO experts that I'm bringing on the podcast? (laughs) Sure. Thank you uh, so much for the time, Sam. Yeah, you know, I've uh, I've been working in human resources technology for for about ten years, and uh, before that, another ten years in just general technology. Did some stuff with uh, uh, artificial uh, intelligence. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, you know, really early on, and uh, you know, so some exciting stuff there. But the past ten years, again, focus on uh, HR, HR tech, and and specifically PTO. Awesome. Um, And, well, we'll just take it over to Adam. And Adam, can you also, uh, when you do your intro, share how the two of you are connected too, so that they know that you're not these two strangers that I brought on? (laughs) Sure. Now we promised we didn't meet right before this episode. So so my background is very different than Yuli's. Uh, I come from the background of corporate finance, where I lived for 10 years. I started out as an analyst and then sold financial instruments and then ended up running sales for a small investment fund and really had a desire to go build build jobs and, and, uh, and create opportunities for other people. And I had an opportunity to co-found a business in the food industry where we sold a natural sweetener called Stevia before it got FDA approved to uh, retailers, manufacturers, and co-packers. And we were lucky enough to be there during when we got FDA approval, got distribution, and I was lucky enough to be able to sell my shares and exit the business. And shortly thereafter, uh, Yuli and I met through uh, some mutual relationships, and uh, we developed a friendship. And 
uh, it was at that point that we both had an opportunity to uh, exit our previous companies and had a chance to catch our breath. And at that point is where we said, you know, it's really great that people, it's great when people can take time off. Why don't enough people do it? And we started to do some research and found out that it really is, I'll use the word epidemic. I mean, it's an epidemic in this country. Uh, People put a lot of things ahead of their mental health or just uh, their personal time. It's the world that we're lived in now where, you know, we're we're plugged in 24-7. And unless you're on a mountaintop in a a, uh, remote place of the world, you're going to get cell phone reception. So, you know, the opportunity is there. But we said there has to be a way to be able to help people get this euphoric feeling of being able to actually refresh and recharge and unplug. And we didn't find any type of solution out there. So we put on our entrepreneurial hats along with a third co-founder and said, you know, what if there was a way to be able to help people take advantage of, of, of PTO in you know, different ways that mean things to different people? And that's really what led to the foundation of us wanting to go out there and try to help a lot of people um, in paid time off. That is uh, so fascinating. I love that both of you come from subject matter expert areas that are so valuable to the world of benefits and compensation. I mean, HRIS is huge right now, HR technology, but then on the flip side, finance, everyone's obsessing about finance because it's like we just uncovered that people cost a lot of money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, So that's that's awesome. One of the things that I you touched on, Adam, which this topic is just so timely because of what's happening in our world with just COVID and these mandated stay at home um, orders, people have, were forced to take time off. And we saw this initial kind of stir because people didn't know what to do with themselves. Um, And then we saw people just like really enjoying it. And then I think there was this uh, beautiful kind of, I don't know, magical moment, how it just like broke into summer when people want to be off. And then there was like this resistance to not come back. Um, But I think this whole blend is going to make employers have to talk about their PTO policies and revisit them, which we have been over the years, more so in regards to how do we take care of loved ones and how do I um, get to have a power of choice. But more so now than ever, we are going to get pushback on like, when do I get to take time off? Is that enough time for me to take off? So let's just take a little bit about the current trends that I know I'm familiar with um, that have been kind of the lead conversations for PTO. And the first one was the separation of vacation time and sick time that used to be the go-to. So you had time that was legit protected for you to rejuvenate and go someplace. Then there was a time that if you were not well, you could still be there um, and, and, and use that time and protect that other time. And then it was a push to combine and have this actual PTO bank. So um, what are your thoughts about that, that trend in itself when, when the industry made that choice to just have this PTO bank for everything, anytime that you need time off for the employees? What, what were your thoughts thinking about that? Well, um, for the most part, you know, it comes from a good place. Well, I mean, most things in human resources come from a good place. (laughs) You know, it's not like, you know, people in, 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 you know, this vertical are are thinking, well, how can I do bad things for my employees? No, that's not the intention. Right. So, you know, the idea was, well, how, how do we maybe simplify? How do we maybe get rid of the having to say, oh, I'm gonna, you know, someone passed away or this or that, it just 
kind of got rid of that friction and made it a little bit more where, you know, the employee can kind of manage some of that a little bit. Now, that doesn't mean that some companies don't manage it like a traditional PTO policy, right? When they have a bank policy. But for the most part, that was kind of the thought behind it. And quite frankly, that's great. But where you run into challenges are when you're specifically talking about sick, right? People uh, understanding that they should leave a little bit of time in this bank for time that they may be sick. Um, you know, one of the reasons just traditionally that people don't take time off is to stockpile, right? Uh, I want to be able to have more time to be away on that vacation to, you know, destination X or to be able to go with my kids to Disney or, you know, whatever it is, which is wonderful. But the stockpiling component is that much more prevalent in a bank policy, right? So uh, as a uh, human resources uh, professional, you've got to really go above and beyond to educate uh, all of your employees and let them know, hey, you really should be leaving a little bit of time for sick there, right? And there's some mechanisms that you can utilize and some tweaks to your policies that you can make to kind of make the employee feel like, okay, well, let me leave some time there. And if I end up not using it, it's not like I'm going to lose it, right? And those tweaks could be, well, hey, we'll cash you out up to three days, or up to five days, right? So that encourages people to leave something there in case they're sick and not show up to work sick and still feel like they're not losing something. I love that you like said that. And it's funny when you were mentioning that because I can remember the first job I got where they had just a bank for PTO. And I turned into some sick competition with me every time I got my paycheck. This was back when we got pay stubs, like legit paper pay stubs. Um, mm -hmm. But I would like feel like I was not saving properly, like for my 401k, if my PTO started getting too low. Um, and then I would do these weird creative times, like I'm just going to take a half day. So it's just four hours. So that it doesn't go down too much because then I'll accumulate this much. And it turned into this weird, I don't know, competition with myself. Um, yeah. And uh, so it's just interesting when you talk about that allotment and because with any savings, and I'm sure Adam, you know, as a finance guy, <laughs> probably knows <laughs> there's been people who can save and some who can't at all. Um, when it comes to money, I usually like to spend everything down. But for some reason, PTO, when it's time, I don't know why it seems more valuable to me. Because um, we work, I guess, because we work so much, right? Which yeah, is what yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're talking about time that you are given the more that you work <laughs> you know? yeah. so it feels like man i really earned this which is why you know which is why use it or lose it becomes such a testy thing in some companies now luckily for most employees uh, most companies don't have use it or lose it policies i think it's what just you know 24 percent of companies adam yes yeah. yeah, so most companies don't have use it or lose it policies. And that's, you know, that, that number is getting lower and lower because more companies want to be competitive and so on and so forth. But, you know, it becomes really testy when you feel like, gosh, I mean, I really worked hard this pay uh, period or this week or however it is that your company lets you accrue that time. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, nope, sorry, we're taking it away. 
<laughs> you know? So. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that trend going to the extreme. So then we saw, so we, we combined, and I loved how you said, Yuli, the, the, the intent is to simplify because that, that's the trend too. Six Sigma, lean. We want to simplify everything in business. So why not do that with, with this policy and this benefit? Um, but now we saw this like, okay, employees can choose and like we need to give them the power to choose. And in fact, if we give them the power to choose, <laughs> they won't choose to use it at all and we'll actually spend less money. Uh, and we have all these studies that, that, that back that up. So let's do unlimited PTO. And so, and we're still, I would say it's as rampant, but every once in a while we will see a success story of an organization saying they've implemented um, unlimited PTO and they actually showcase people not using it. Um, or using it less, or working more when they're on their PTO um, as the success. So what do you think about that evolution of the, the PTO trend? So going from simplifying it to now giving full-on unlimited access to this benefit. So good, great question. So the when Unlimited became popular around 2015, there were good intentions behind it. You know, the, the part of the idea was, let's focus on getting things done and you as an employee or a teammate just get it done when you need to get it done and you manage your own time in your own way as you see fit. So the, the underlying foundation of, of a limited PTO makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, we're in a culture now where we mentioned at the top of the show that, you know, people are dialed in and, and uh, in a limited PTO, there are some cracks in it. It could certainly work for some companies. I don't want it to sound like uh, I'm poo-pooing it. Um, but there was a, a study done by Sherm last year that showed that if you take a traditional PTO policy, the average person took 15 days off over the course of the year. And with an unlimited policy, the average person took 13 days off. And so one of the reasons for that is um, clarity and understanding of the unlimited PTO program. How do I know when it's okay for me to be able to take off? Um, another reason was is, well, if my person that I report to is not taking off, maybe I feel guilty for, for doing that, or maybe I'm now concerned about uh, my job security when I get away. So now I'm going to fall in line and to avoid any conflict, I'm not going to take PTO uh, unless my manager does. So you know, Yule, you can add some more color to this. So, you know, there are some parts about a limited PTO that are great. It just has to be really put together in a way that helps people clearly understand, um, uh, you know, the ways for it to work, for it to effectively uh, support everyone in the organization in a positive way. Yeah. Now, if, if you're a CTO, you're probably listening and thinking, oh, well, that sounds great. You know, people are taking less time off. That's and it's an unlimited policy, so there's no accrual. And gosh, my, my, my books look so nice and clean. And that, that is technically true, right? I mean, in an unlimited policy, you're not accruing this PTO liability, which historically 55% of people don't use all of it, right? So there is that advantage. The thing is, is that, uh, again, the, these cracks kind of circle back to two major things. Number one, people are just using it less because, you know, like Adam said, there's not that clearly defined sense of ownership of I worked, I accrued time, I earned it, it's mine, I can get away, right? Now, 
again, people don't get away for all sorts of different reasons, but at least I have a sense of ownership. With Unlimited, it's just like, well, is it okay to get away? Am I going to be looked at as the lazy guy in the office or, uh, or you know, am I going to get fired or is my manager going to judge me? Or it just feels very nebulous, right? And most policies don't clarify that point. And, and truth be told, uh, a SHRM study, you know, released uh, not too long ago, um, you know, they said that people who take vacation regularly are two times more likely to be satisfied with life and with their employer. So these are kind of benefits that are soft benefits that we don't quantify all the time, right? But they mean a lot, right? That bubbles up to churn. That bubbles up to culture, right? So what's the kind of organization that you're trying to build, right? The second part with unlimited PTO, and I'm sorry for being, you know, lengthy and long here, but the, the second part, which no one seems to be talking about, which I think is just a big deal, is you're trading off the, 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 the um, financial liability for legal liability. Because if you and I have similar job functions, right, but we have different managers and your manager just so happens to be friendlier with you, uh, believes in g- getting away, rejuvenating, refreshing, all that good stuff. But my manager is a little more old school. He's, you know, no numbers. And it's a little harder for me or I, or I feel uncomfortable. He doesn't create the ecosystem or she doesn't create, you know, the ecosystem for me to feel comfortable taking time off within this unlimited policy. Now the unlimited policy has created and unequal access to time off, right? You have more time off than I have time off. And if I'm a minority, that could be a huge problem for the organization. And most companies that have these kind of policies tend to be smaller companies, right? So smaller companies can't absorb a lawsuit. It, it, just, it, just, it could completely kill your company. So you really, really have to consider when you think about an unlimited policy. Yes, they're great. First of all, they're poorly named. They're not, you can't get away on an unlimited amount of time. Hate to burst your bubble. But, uh, you know, we should really be calling them self-directed PTO policies, right? Because that's the way that they really work well. If you've got the culture that supports people, that you trust people, that there's accountability, that you know that your employees are going to get things done in a timely fashion and that the goals are going to be hit right and that there's mutual respect right that's the kind of culture that an unlimited policy or a self-directed policy can sit on top of and really be successful if you don't have that culture then i would really really rethink uh that policy and consider maybe moving to a more traditional or bank like policy i um I absolutely love that. I mean, and I almost feel, I almost feel like a little bit of embarrassment at the fact that I'm a a human resource development professional who has never considered the fact that my managers would have a huge piece in whether someone takes their PTO or not, like these little mini cultures and teams. And, and you're absolutely right about the liability. No one's talking about that. And as you were saying that my mind was just like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I feel like I need to call all of my clients and be like, we need to look at some other things that they can discriminate on without even knowing. And it could yeah. not even be 
malicious or intentional. It could just be, I'm an old school generation who thinks we all sit here in our, in our seats at our desks and we die in these chairs and PTO <laughs> something they give us, but we don't actually use, which my dad, I was, and the whole time I'm thinking about my dad, my dad, it was like, he prides himself on his PTO bank. They give him a bonus at the end of the year if it's at uh, over a certain level. So he always keeps really high. He never takes vacation. COVID hit. They don't have the business. They're like, we can't pay out bonuses this year. If you have PTO, please use it. Like, we're not going to judge you. Just use it. He's like taking off like two whole months. And he's like, this is awesome. And my dad's, you know, almost 70. Um, And and, uh, it should be retiring soon. And now he's finally understanding what he's been missing on time off, um, yeah. which is, is crazy to me. Um, so that's, that's a huge about the culture piece with these policies and not thinking about that and not following a trend. Cause a lot of this unlimited initially, it was a lot of big tech groups, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to be also the open concept workspaces, which is a whole nother topic for probably another subject matter expert. I'm sure yeah. that's out there unpacking that, but we all know how that trend is, is backfiring different ways too. So let's talk about how do we make this, how do we make PTO truly be of service to our employees? Because even at the end of having something like COVID quarantine and us realizing that we want to have the time off, there's still going to be people who are not going to take it. Um, And maybe let's start there. Let's start there. What are some of the other reasons why employees don't take their time off? What have you guys seen? Besides the fact that I think that my manager just wouldn't approve of it. There's actual tangible reasons why people just don't take time off. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of them just for one segment of, of a company could be sales, right? A lot of people in sales say, I have a pipeline and I, I live and die by my pipeline. And if I were to take time off, I either can't manage my pipeline or feel comfortable handing it off. And I want to stay, uh, you know, stay engaged and stay connected. So, that's traditionally what we've seen when we've spoken with clients or prospective clients and we talk to them about what departments are utilizing or, or not utilizing paid time off. Uh, one of the things, Sam, is we hear a lot of people in sales are not using PTO for that reason. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, add uh, to that in that, um, you know, the, there's a lot of reasons in general that, that we see it, right? So, Part of it is uh, I, I'm, I'm afraid of being seen as replaceable, right? I don't want to lose my job. And in today's uh, you know, day and age, you, you really don't want to be seen as replaceable, right? Um, another real big one is, well, I'll take time off and then I'll come back to a mountain of work because the system is broken, right? PTO has become pretend time off. Where, you know, like we said at the top of the hour, you, you clock out, you go into your mail and you put out of office, but everyone can reach you. you know, they'll rope you into, into uh, last minute uh, huddles and calls and it'll happen. There's no mechanism that companies put into their policies. And we're big proponents of this that says, hey, when you go away, there's, there's something in place or there's a system in place to help you offload that or to defer that to someone else. We just say, okay, we'll just request your time off and be away, but you're not really away. A, a truly successful PTO policy, whether it's unlimited, whether it's banked, whether it's traditional, works best when you've got that mechanism in your policy in writing that says that we encourage you 
eight days before you go away to hand off work. Reach out to your clients. Let them know that you'll be away. If they have any questions, address them now or point them. You know, tell them, hey, Sam is going to be taking over my workload over the course of the next week and a half or two weeks or whatever it is, right? And then when you come back, debrief, right? Debrief, handoffs, making those smooth. You do that, your employees will be significantly happier. And guess what? That costs nothing. That costs no money. It just costs a little bit of time for you to update your policy and just really encourage that and let that you know, resonate you know, through the organization. There's also, uh, you know, the company may discourage vacation, right? Some companies are a little tough. You know? uh, they may, you know, discourage it. And stockpiling, which we've talked about before, right? Employees, employee stockpiling. But there's creative ways and creative solutions that you can get around some of those or you can hedge against some of those that this is the perfect time to do, right? To, to really think about, well, how do I reimagine my PTO? How do I reimagine my medical? How do I reimagine uh, all these other benefits and programs that, that, that we have to make them of more benefit as a benefit to the employee? The, uh, you know, one more thing on there, uh, just on a Sam to answer, you know, answer your question in, in a different way. You know, why aren't people taking time off? It could be also that maybe you're one of the 78% of full-time employees who unfortunately live paycheck to paycheck and cannot afford to take time off. You know, 41% of those people cannot afford a $2,000 emergency expense. So they might be saying, well, I would love to, but that's a luxury that I can't do right now. And so how do you take care of those people that earned and accrued that time, but now can't go actually take that time off? What happens to that time and organization? Do they lose it and it disappears? Can they, as Yuli mentioned, can they cash it out? Can, can they do something with it to benefit them or their family or loved ones financially? So to your point, yeah, there's there's a few different reasons, and it's really understanding in a company what you know, gathering data, right? As an HR professional, you know, what are our what are our, our, our workforce doing with that time off or not doing with it? What departments are they in, and how can we find a way to be able to help them leverage that more and get more out of it? So let's. Um so I want to end this by giving some kind of tangible takeaways because we've talked about a couple of things and that's, that's one of the things that I love about the two of you is you guys just like, and like, like drop the mic on this topic. Like you just randomly throw things in there and just like, psh, like, Oh, I'd never thought about that. Oh my gosh. I got like another two weeks worth of work as an HR professional because I think that's my business. Um, or, Oh my gosh, you just said that too. Like my leaders suck at a PTO policy. My, um, you know, I have people who don't have, they're living paycheck to paycheck, so they're not taken care of. I got, you know, so my mind's blown. And I love where you left it, Adam, with go collect data, because that's absolutely, hands down, I always believe, like, know where you're starting. Know exactly what's happening there. Don't assume just because these are great points that it is your reality right now. And find out, you know, are they using PTO or are they not using PTO? So in that regard... Let's let's go down these two paths. Let's just to get your opinion. Let's start down the happy path. So let's say <laughs> I go and do the data. They're they're using their PTO. Um, everyone's going out. Maybe they are doing those handoffs that Yuli talked about, which I've never heard about, and probably on really amazing teams happens. But that's that's a great great point. Um, so maybe that is happening. What can I do as an HR professional if I'm like 
yeah, you guys are right, but like, I got this. How can I take it up another step? Is there something else that I should be paying attention to, to make sure that I'm getting the most out of this, this benefit? Or is there another benefit I should be thinking about um, to really elevate this time off? Because we know that time off is so important for our employees. Yeah, so um, what I would say is, if your employees are taking it off, wonderful. You're doing a good job. It's great. Um, uh, but this is an opportunity to think about, well, is there more that we can do with our, our PTO, right? And financial wellness is something that's a big concern to a lot of people in this country. Again, we just talked about 78% of people living paycheck to paycheck. So maybe there's something you can do creative around your PTO, cash it out or cash it just a couple of days. Maybe you have a, a two-week policy or you know, a 10-day policy. Make two days, uh, days that, that can be cashed out, and then those days can be cashed out and automatically sent to uh, student loan pay down, right? You, you know, because of the CARES Act, there are tax advantages for both the employee and the employer to make those contributions, right? So, uh, or maybe we can put it into their 401k, right? We can do more. There's literally a bank of money that's sitting there that you know, we are using to pay people when they're away, but maybe they'd appreciate if just a couple of those days were used for some more financially practical things for them. Those are conversations, you know, that I would have with the employee in that scenario. And I, I love how you just took that and took PTO and framed it as this is an employee wellness benefit. You know, we went from at the beginning of our conversation talking about how Financial people get really excited about making this line go away, but realizing this is a benefit to the employees. And so it's not to make it go away. It's how can we better take care of our employees and thinking creative down that path. And I love just putting that, planting that seed um, and, and, and getting rid of that whole aspect of how do we, <laughs> how do we make it go down or use it somewhere else? Because if that's the case, I don't think you're on this happy path of everyone's probably using it correctly. So um, let's shift to the other side then. Let's say that I run the report and I realize that maybe only Sandy in accounting who hates her life and her job is using her PTO because she doesn't care what anyone thinks about her, but everyone else is not. They're all protecting it uh, or they're not using it. And let's say I go and do a walkthrough through my office and a lot of them say, there's just, there's no way I could get away. I have so much work to do and everyone else has so much work to do. Like I couldn't hand things off to people like, you're living in la la land. It's nice that you give me that bank, but uh, it's not like we're not able to use it. Like that's just not, that's impossible. Where do I even start as an HR department of one? And I know this is my reality and now you've enlightened me and I'm like hurting my employees. They're not, they're not getting their wellness. They're not taking their time off. Um, Say my CFO's uh, like against cashing things out and I haven't gotten that buy-in yet. Where do I start? How do I start making a difference? Any thoughts? That's a great question. Um, so the first thought that comes to my mind is, as an HR professional, leveraging your, you know, your skills with humans, right? Human resource, and having conversations with those people, talking to Sandy and talking to others, and finding out, you know, why is it that you feel like you can't take time off? What is it that is loading your plate with so much work? And finding out maybe there needs to be a, a, a support person there or there needs to be a reshifting of, of, uh, of uh, the department. So I think first we just, as an HR professional, need to gather information to be able to understand the picture 
And then once we have that information, then we can figure out, okay, what's the right course of action here? Because what might work for Sandy may not work for someone else. And so the last thing that we want as, as humans or employees is to sometimes be told what to do, right? It's much better if you get buy-in from people. So if you can have a conversation with everyone after understanding what the issues are and then sit down and maybe come up with a roundtable discussion of how to maybe solve some of those, now you've got buy-in, you've got happier people who are more engaged, and now they're going to be excited to be able to support each other to help them get away uh, from work, right? As Yuli mentioned earlier on your show, imagine if, you know, when you came back from work, inbox was at zero, and someone hands you a piece of paper, sits down with you and says, hey, here's where all the projects are at. Now, all the positive energy and mojo that you accumulated when you were away, that effect can now be elongated as you come back to the office and people are going to vibe off that energy and it's going to be felt and it's going to help not only you, but the people around you in the organization. Uh, just to, you know, to add real quick to that, frankly, I would also have a conversation with the CFO and, and, and ask them, uh, hey, how many people are tapping into their 401ks right now because times are tough? How many people have we had to advance or, or give short-term loans uh, to because they can't pay their rent? Um, there, there's some real financial challenges that people are going through right now. And if the company is doing that, uh, well, why not just do it with PTO dollars? I mean, it's money that's sitting there anyway, right? So it, it's really just a matter of having that dollars and cents conversation with that, you know, that, that, that uh, you know, CFO, sorry, did I say CTO? That's CFO. And, uh, and, and, and kind of helping him understand and rethink what PTO is, right? Look, uh, you know, Mr. CFO, it's a liability on the balance sheets. People aren't taking it off. And are we giving bonuses? This, I mean, why wouldn't we just take it from there, right? Are people tapping into their 401ks? That's, this is not a good time for people to tap into their 401ks. It just simply isn't. Let's just cash them out. So there's a lot to be done creatively with PTO that people haven't even thought of and other benefits that they haven't thought of that we're just trying to kind of bring to the table. And, you know, that's, that's what we do. We, we have these conversations. We created software to simplify and, and speed up that process. And, and we, we encourage it because we feel that, you know, we want people to get away, but we also understand that there right now that there are things that can be done in order to improve the lives of the employee. I, uh... Well, one thing is, I love where Adam went, because, um, you know, we start with assessment, you say dive even deeper, um, which I think people need to hear that. There's so many times that I've met with organizations, they give me their data, and I'll say, well, what's wrong with this department? And they're like, I don't know, here's the data. And I'm like, well, did we go deeper? Like, it's like, it, 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 we need to be told that, you know, like, if we know they're not using it, and I maybe have these like one-off conversations, go connect, go use this element of connecting with these people. The other thing that I love that you laid out there, everyone's asking for, how do I make sure as an HR professional, I show value? How do I translate to the financial component? You just laid out that PTO is one of those unique things, crosses right over into the finance side and allows you to have a conversation about culture, employee wellness, and the business finances in one, one conversation, which builds a phenomenal relationship with your CFO. One that's an equipped conversation that many HR professionals are not having 
Um, and they need to. You need to have your CFO starting to see things through your eyes when you're looking at the people. You know, one of the things I appreciate about all financial people, that's not my strong point. I need them <laughs> to push back when I go too extreme. But it should be this dance. You know, I'm trying to fight for my people. You're trying to make sure we financially survive. Then we come together in the middle. If he never understands you fighting for the people, then all we do is financially thrive with our people suffering. Um, and that's not a diss on a CFO. It's not their job. Their brain's supposed to operate off the spreadsheets. You're supposed to operate off the people. So I love how you're like, you know, crossing the lines to basically make that happen. Um, so without a doubt, I mean, like, uh, you guys definitely are worthy of almost eight to 10 hours worth of conversation on this topic. And, and we're just scratching the surface here and planting some really powerful seeds. Um, and in the show notes, I'm going to link uh, to their software, uh, but also how you can connect with these guys and learn more if you want to, because they have some really great data. Uh, like I said, they really blew me away when they originally reached out, even though I kind of pushed back and said, I don't know if I want to talk about PTO because it's PTO. And they put me in my place, as we've just seen now in this show. So before we close out, because this is not the end, they're going to come back. They're going to talk to us from a cultural side, which I love how we planted the seeds there. And I'm really excited for that conversation. Um, do you have any kind of final words today to kind of want to wrap up from what we've kind of chatted about that you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah, so I would say, you know, as an HR professional, you know, really take a look at your organization right now. Look at your employees. You know, what age demographic are they? Are they looking into the golden years? Are they new to the workforce? What pains are they having right now? You know, how can you help make their life better? How can you help them feel good about waking up every day and coming to work, whether that means walking 10 steps into their laptop or coming into, you know, the front lines of your warehouse and working there? Try to think about how can I help make their life better? And with respect to, you know, paid time off, try to find a way that you think that you can do something with that benefit that they already have that can be meaningful to them in, 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 in multiple ways, right? If you know that your employees can't take time off, help them do something with it. And if they can take time off, try to set up a, a system or an opportunity or an environment to give them the chance to relax and recharge, right? You've got industries and in, in verticals where, sure, there are people hurting right now and you want to try to do what you can. And that ties into what Yuli mentioned about maybe unlocking that PTO and giving them access to their money that they've earned to help them right now financially. And on the other side, you've got people who are busting their butts out there working overtime. Look at the nurses, look at uh, people in warehouses, right? they need some time to catch their breath. So find a way to be able to get them the time off to be able to take care of your company's biggest assets, which are its people. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if there was ever a time to do that, to fight the good fight, it's right now because a lot of people really need it, right? So it behooves us at the very least to get creative, at the very least to spend a little bit of extra time uh, tweaking policies or, or, or asking questions right? This is the time to do it. And I will say this is a great stat. If every full-time employee in the United States took one more day of PTO, it would be a contribution of $30 billion 
to the U.S. economy. Think about all the small businesses out there and the people that could benefit from that. So just food for thought. Yeah. I'm gonna so give take my, your PTO. Yeah, I'm going to give that stat to my husband because he, he's a financial advisor. And he never takes PTO. He never takes any time off. I'll be like, you're hurting the economy. I know because a finance guy told me. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for joining me today. It's been a true pleasure and honor um, to have you share your knowledge with us on this podcast. And um, thank you. So with that, uh, we will talk to you next time. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Sam. Employees are taking fewer days off, leading to increased workplace-related stress and anxiety. Not to mention an increase in your PTO liability balance that may be keeping your CFO up at night. PTO Genius is an HR technology platform that helps companies increase employee engagement while reducing payroll liability. Genius proactively surfaces opportunities for employees to get away and make it easy to convert extra PTO into cash to fund vacations, pay down student loans, contribute to retirement, or cover emergency expenses. To learn more, contact them at hello at ptogenius.com or visit their website at ptogenius.com.